And welcome back to another edition of Champs Corner, the podcast uh, starring Mark Jennings. I'm Drew Champlin. This is our second week since uh, since I left AL.com, and we decided to start up again this week. As I said last week, we're doing a podcast on Alabama commitments and a podcast on the Auburn recruits. So this one's the Alabama. If you're an Auburn fan, uh, you know we're going to have another one th- this week as well. But this one's going to be focused only on Alabama and to talk about some of these big-time recruits, let me bring in Mark Jennings. Mark, how you doing? Drew, I am fantastic as always. I'm so glad to get to be doing this podcast with you, and I, I realize how much I've missed it, and I'm, I'm so glad to be back and be on this podcast and talk about some big-time players. Absolutely. Well, Mark, what's been, uh, what's been going on in your life these days? Well, I've been pretty busy. You know, I spent all my day out today at Shoal Creek at the practice round. Got kind of wet helping out my wife with her dipping dots cart, getting that off the ground. You know, the rain kind of uh, tempered some of our profitability today, but that's fine. We're going to make it up uh, over the weekend, I know, once the, once the sky clears. Uh, but that's it for me. Been doing that. Been breaking down a lot of film. You know, summer's coming. We got uh, the summer camps coming up. Got some seven-on-sevens I got to go to this summer and, and see some uh, some DBs and linebackers and receivers and quarterbacks and try to evaluate them. It's hard to do because it's not real football. But I got that coming up I'm looking forward to. And that's been up with me. What have you been up to, Drew? Yeah, not a whole lot. Just working and uh, working regular hours these days, about 8 to 5, uh, trying the best I can to keep up with the recruiting. But uh, I'm so glad we started the podcast. And uh, it kind of gets me back into the, the flow of that. And uh, I know you've got your other hobbies, such as tracking down the weather and, and running your successful businesses. So I just appreciate you uh, you taking the time to join me on here. No problem, Drew. If you ever want to do a podcast about weather models, I have some good meteorologist friends come in and help me out. You know, the, the, the problem I was having at the course was you couldn't predict the rain and when it was coming very well. You know, so I got some friends to help me. I developed my own models that I use that I run. It turns out to be uh, really good and really predict, you know, it really predicts what's going to happen, you know, close to 100% accuracy, a lot closer than some of our meteorologists and around here can get, if you know what I'm saying. But but, uh, it is what it is, Drew, and and maybe on another podcast we'll talk about my uh, expertise in meteorology. Absolutely. And, uh, well, let's get uh, started on some football matters. Uh, Alabama. We thought they were done with 2018 players, uh, but they really needed a quarterback. And they missed out on a graduate transfer. They are going to get Gardner Minshew from East Carolina. He decides he's going to go to Washington State instead. Uh, but they had Lane Hatcher out of Pulaski Academy in Arkansas. And here's a guy who just came out of nowhere, about six foot, 205. And he was going to gray shirt for Arkansas State this year. So, um, and now he's going to be on full scholarship at Alabama. So how does this kid go from from gray shirt to uh, SEC level quarterback? Mark, what what are uh, what are these coaches seeing that that we aren't seeing? Well, it, it's a late addition, as you see. Look at the Alabama roster this year. They you know they needed another quarterback to come and help uh, help fill the roster. And I think he fills that role. Honestly, I don't think he's ever going to play a significant snap at Alabama. Uh, I think he's properly rated and recruited. I think a gray shirt at Arkansas State was probably a a, a good move for him. Um, he's he's. I, I just don't see him doing much. Or, or if he's your starting quarterback, you're probably not winning a whole lot of games. He reminds a lot of a kid uh, in the mid '90s out of Chattahoochee, Georgia, at Chattahoochee High School. Played for the Cougars over there. My good friend Bill Waters had a real successful coaching career. Uh, went and played in the SEC West. One, well, you know, never was never lights out. 
Um, he never, uh, you know, the teams, he was a starting quarterback on some pretty mediocre teams. Uh, a guy by the name of Jeff Klein. You remember Jeff Klein, Drew? Yeah, Jeff Klein. Didn't he play for uh, Terry Bowden? That Jeff Klein? He was did. Tommy Coverville, one of those two guys? Yeah, played. I believe he, he was from, uh, I believe he had both, actually. I think he was in Tuberville's first year and, and Bowden's last two years, if I recall correctly. But, uh, you know, he never was much as a player. Uh, I don't. I don't see uh, in the same way. I don't see Lane Hatcher being doing very much. You know, I don't think he has a uh, FBS arm. Personally, not a Power Five conference arm. Uh, a little slow with his feet. Not very mobile back there that you'd like to see uh, for that type of player. So I just don't see him going very much. I understand why the offer is made and why he's coming. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, if if the Alabama quarterback situation pans out the way I think it will. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him transfer in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Auburn's or Alabama has, uh, you know, Tua Tungavailoa coming back as a sophomore. You know, Jalen Hurts is still around. Uh, he hasn't. You know, a lot of people think he may transfer, but he's a uh, slated to return for his junior year. And then Mac Jones, the uh, the redshirt freshman, will be back. He had a nice uh, showing in a day as Tua was injured and thought Jalen struggled a little bit. So yeah, definitely need to have three of those guys. But it's really tough to get quarterbacks on the roster uh, do you have any Jalen Hurts uh, knowledge or intel mark or would you rather keep that to yourself you know I can't share that with you Drew on your podcast ask me after the podcast and I'll tell you okay sounds good well hey let's uh, let's move on to the Alabama 2019 commits because obviously since we didn't have the podcast for eight months a ton of these guys have committed to Alabama so we just want to you know talk about these guys so when you're you know if you're a listener and you're thinking down the line in mid-August uh, hey who did Mark Jennings compare Shane Lee to well then you have this podcast to refer to hopefully we'll be on uh, iTunes pretty soon but uh, we'll be on SoundCloud for this week and then I'll do the best thing best I can to, to get it up to iTunes and uh, that, that'll be pretty soon hey so let's uh, start talking about these guys a lot of highly rated players a lot of top 100 recruits right now Pierce Quick has been committed to Alabama since uh, April of 2017 so more than a year now and now he's Alabama's uh, highest-rated commit, number 29 on the 24-7 sports composite. Five-star recruit, uh, big-time uh, offensive tackle, Mark. And, and we've talked about him before in the podcast, but what's been your evaluation of Pierce Quick since the start of his junior season? Well, it's, it's for one, it's nice to see the subscription sites finally catching up to uh, his actual potential and his actual value as a player. It took him a while. You know, I said, uh, you know, I think the day he committed, he was the best offensive tackle in his class. And you look at him now, he's rising up the rankings. So so maybe uh, by the time he graduates and sign day comes along, they'll have it right and have him as a top player in the country. But they're getting there. You know, I originally compared him to Willie Rofe, one of the greatest offensive tackles of all time, and I caught a lot of heat from that. Uh, a lot of people didn't understand what I was saying. It turns out that that comparison is looking more and more correct every day. So I have no doubt Pierce Quick is going to be uh, the anchor on the Alabama offensive line for a long time, and, and I think he's going to play three years. He's got to get drafted in the first round. And it's really, it's really even more difficult to do for an offensive line because he has that extra year development so huge. But he has the athletic ability uh, to do that. So I'm not, I'm not surprised at all by what's going on with him, and he's going to be a fantastic player at the college level. Yeah, great player. I saw Hewitt Trustful play a few times last year. He's just a mauler out there. And uh, leader in this class, though, he's doing a great job himself of helping get some guys on board. So another offensive tackle, the next highest rated recruit, another top 50 guy. Amari Kite, also in, in, uh, in the Birmingham area, actually in Alabaster at Thompson High School. Big guy, uh, you know, and he's a guy who's 
a lot of people thought he was raw going into his junior season. I think he, you know, he's not quite as polished as Pierce Quick, but he's getting there and he's got a lot of potential, doesn't he, Mark? He really does. You see him, you know, he's a huge kid. He's about six six, six seven, well over three hundred pounds out of Alabaster Thompson High School. Uh, you look at him, the first thing that stands out is his great frame and, and is how how long he is and that huge wingspan he has. Uh, he has all the fit for an offensive tackle that you would want. Uh, he, he's, he has a lot of potential to be a fantastic player. I think he's still kind of learning the game a bit. Um, uh, but, you know, by the, all said and done, he reminds me a lot of a guy out of the state of Georgia, out of Lilburn, Georgia, I believe, a guy by the name of Matt Stinchcomb. You remember Matt Stinchcomb, Drew? Uh, yeah, isn't he a guy who who played in the NFL for a few years, about 6'6", six, six, six or so, 330? He was, Drew. I think he ended up being a unanimous All-American selection by the time his college career has ended. So I, I, I'm not sure about his NFL career, but I'm, I'm, it's not surprising at all that he had a long career there if he did. So I, I, I look at Amari Kai, I look at other big guys who have the type of long frame. Uh, he reminds a lot of Matt Stinson, Drew. I think Amari Kai is going to be the other guy in the offensive line. Uh, opposite of, of Pierce Quick for a long time yeah. for Alabama football. Absolutely. Antonio Alfano, uh, four-star defensive lineman uh, out, out of New Jersey. We talked a lot about him last week. Uh, uh, who is your comparison for Antonio Alfano? Well, uh, Antonio Alfano, you're talking about a guy who's a freak, at, freak athlete, guy who's 300 pounds that can do a standing backflip. He reminds a lot of Glenn Dorsey, Drew. Uh, in terms of athletic ability, his ability to affect the pocket, ability to, to stop the running game and take up two blockers, let the linebackers come in and make plays, which is what Coach Saban wants to happen on his defense. So uh, I, I I don't know a lot of Italians in the uh, that have big successful uh, football careers, but if you know, he might be the first. Absolutely, Shane Lee. He's a guy we did not talk about last week. He's been committed to Alabama for a couple months now. The four-star, six-foot, two hundred and fifty-three-pound linebacker out of Baltimore, Maryland. What's your What's your thoughts on Shane Lee? Yeah, I like Shane Lee a lot. He's a little small, but just because you're a smallest linebacker, that doesn't mean you can't have a very successful career. Mine's a lot of the guys in the state of Florida, overlooked by the Florida schools, and really overlooked the NFL draft. More out of Miami, uh, played college in the ACC at Louisville. Uh, I believe was one of the leading tacklers in the NFL this year. A guy by the name of Elvis Doomerville. Drew, Drew, do you remember Elvis Doomerville? Yeah, is he the, the Elvis Doomerville, the one who played at Virginia Tech? I'm thinking maybe or Louisville. Well, I think it was Virginia Tech. He played at Louisville. Drew, I'm Louisville. impressed by your knowledge. I know you're out of the sports industry and on to yeah. uh, to bigger things like swimming pools and, and water pumps. But I, I'm impressed you maintained all that knowledge. Yeah, Louisville out of Miami, that Elvis Doomerville. I, th- I was had him confused uh, maybe with another Elvis Doomerville. I'm not totally sure. But, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Big-time pro bowler. It's a common name. Yeah, no question. Hey, uh, Christian Williams, the four-star cornerback out of uh, Daphne High School. We talked a little bit about him last week. Who does he remind you of? Uh, David Irons. I like him a lot compared to David Irons. He's a pretty good SEC player. I think uh, there's a top end there. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a lot of top of draft top of a lot of draft boards by the end, but uh, he can have a pretty good SEC career. Yep, uh, Kevin Harris, so weak side defensive end, outside linebacker type out of Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia. He, he's been committed to Alabama a few weeks now. Mark, uh, when you when you think about Kevin Harris, how, how big is it for Alabama to go into Georgia and get a guy like this? Well, Coach Smart played made a mistake here. Coach Smart tried to slow play him. Nick Saban got on him, and and I thought that was a poor decision by Coach Smart. 
Uh, he reminds a lot of a guy out of Tuscaloosa, I believe, actually, who went on and played football at Mississippi State. Uh, a guy by the name of Fletcher Cox. Do you remember Fletcher Cox, Drew? Uh, yeah, I think he's actually from Yazoo City, Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm not a geography major, Drew. Are you sure? I'm thinking uh, about t- Titus, uh, t- what's his name? Titus, Titus Brown, yeah. yeah. Titus Brown, I'm sorry, Drew, I apologize. You know, I'm getting to my old age, Drew, I got so much stuff going on, I can't remember where guys are from, you know, 20, 30 years ago, so thank you for correcting me on that. But yeah, Coach Mark made a mistake here, uh, uh, Coach Saban got on him, and he's going to be a fantastic college football player. Absolutely, so is your comp, is it Fletcher Cox or Titus Brown? It's Fletcher Cox, Drew. All right, thanks, Mark. Uh, a Mississippi guy, Brandon Turnage, an athlete, uh, defensive back type player. Uh, probably could play receiver as well. I think he's maybe a DB out of Oxford, Mississippi. He's been committed to Alabama for several months now. Uh, what, what do you know about Brandon Turnage? Good player. I, I, I think, you know, Alabama takes kids all the time, and those kids decommit, and everybody thinks they're still the player from Coach Saban. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but that won't be the case here. Uh, not that they're stealing him from Coach Saban and the Alabama football, but I think that Coach Saban might tell him to look somewhere else to go. Uh, it reminds a lot of a guy out of Dallas, Texas, actually. Uh, played the Soto High School, played in the SEC West. I believe got drafted near the end. I'm talking about Jalen Mills here, if you don't remember Jalen Mills. Now, I need to say something else here. Uh, it, 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 I think he is going to end up going somewhere else. I think it's going to be one of the in-state Mississippi schools, either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Uh, so I, by, by December or February, whenever signing day is now, I forget because they change it all up on me and it's frustrating. Uh, I think he's going to, he, I don't think he'll be on the, uh, Alabama, Alabama, in the album recruiting class. All right. Let's, let's get to the quarterbacks. Talia Tungavailoa. This is Tua's brother. We talked so much about Tua over the years. Now we get to talk about Talia a lot. Uh, monster junior season after transferring from Hawaii to Thompson high school, uh, led Thompson, I believe, to the 7A semifinals, I think it was, and uh, primed for big things this year, and he committed to Alabama uh, at the A-Day game in, in April. We've, we've talked about him a little bit, uh, but what's your what's your impressions of the younger Tungo Vailoa? Well, just like his brother, he, he's, he's a little short, but he's actually taller right now than, than Tua was in his high school career, and Tua grew a couple inches, and Talia can get to 6'1 or 6'2", He's 5'11 11 right now. The sky's a limit. You know, look at uh, – this is really a huge get for Alabama. It, it continues to get both brothers in the program. Uh, I And and I think that the, the Tagalabadas are going to be the Alabama quarterbacks for a long time. But we look at Talia play and the way not only he throws the ball with his accuracy and arm strength, especially his arm strength, and you can see the way he moves around the, the pocket. He reminds me of a quarterback out of – out of the Mountain West, played at Nevada. Got him to Colin Kaepernick. Do you remember Colin Kaepernick, Drew? I do. A uh, very mobile quarterback with a big-time arm, and I can uh, definitely see the similarities here. Uh, I'm glad you do, Drew. You know, I take a lot of pride in my comparisons. I think you're real flippant with it sometimes. But I spend hours, you know, researching and looking back over old game film uh, to make the best pot to make the best podcast for your listeners and. And I'm 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 glad you know. Uh, remember Colin Kaepernick. Good deal. Defensive tackle Rashad Cheney's been committed to Alabama for a few weeks now, maybe in a couple months. Out of Ellenwood, Georgia, Cedar Grove High School. You know, Alabama hasn't had a whole lot of re- success over there. You know, and Tory Johnson out of that school was 
committed to Alabama before uh, eventually flipping to uh, Georgia, I believe it was. So, uh, so what, do, what do we know about Rashad Chaney, the defensive tackle? Well, I think you said it. Uh, I, I really worry about him flipping to Georgia. Coach Smart and the uh, Georgia coaching staff putting a lot of pressure on him to stay in state. And I think that's something he wants to do to play. Maybe play a little closer for his family. They can go see him play. You know, I saw about how important location is in recruiting. So I'm right now, if I'm Alabama, I'm concerned about flipping him to Georgia. Uh, but we're talking about him as a player. You know, you look at uh, all the players I've covered over the years, and you look at the success Alabama had in, in recruiting Memphis in the late '90s. And one of those guys was out of Melrose High School. Guy named Kendall Moorhead went on and played, had a great career at Alabama. Went on to have a real successful NFL career. Do you remember? Do you remember Kendall Moorhead? Uh, yeah, I do. I think he was on the uh, SEC championship team, or was that the year that he missed with the Achilles injury? Drew, I don't pay a lot of attention to the college game, Drew. You know this. I don't remember these things. I don't know these things. Yeah, I think he would, when he was healthy, he was a big-time player for Alabama back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, absolutely, a big-time player. Uh, moving on to Tanner Bowles, offensive tackle out of Glasgow, Kentucky. Uh, big kid, uh, big mean kid, looking kid about 6'5", 280. Uh, but uh, is Tanner Bowles an SEC-level player, Mark, when you break down his film? He can be. He's got a potential to be, to be honest with you. I don't, he's, I don't think he's the top guy on Alabama's board at that spot. You know, if Alabama really wants to, and then get Darnell Wright, who's another big-time recruit, to come to Alabama, they might nudge him out a little bit. Um, I, I think that's certainly a possibility. He reminds a lot of guys in the state of Georgia. Uh, you know, he had a, had a brother who was a real successful offensive lineman and, and, and wasn't able to get the playing time at the same college that his brother was in transfer. Now, I'm talking about a guy named Dallas Warmack. you remember Dallas Warmack, Drew? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it was uh, Mays High School or whatever in, in west of Atlanta. You know, he's going to be a graduate transfer to Oregon. I, that I, I had heard that, Drew. I knew it was somewhere in the Pac-8 over there. I wasn't sure what school it was. But uh, I, I hope he goes off and has a real successful career at Oregon. He's a, he's a good player, and, and I think he can really have a role on, on a good football team. But yeah. at a great football team like Alabama, it'd be tough for him to find a spot. Yeah. Moving on towards the end, we've got three more quick ones to talk about. We'll get some questions. DJ Dale, four-star defensive tackle out of Clay Chalkville High School, really blown up over the last couple of years, about 6'3", 323 now, really big kid. Yeah, he really is a big kid that you say, and I, I like this kid a lot. Uh, we're talking about DJ Dale. Yeah, yeah, out of Clay Chalkville, uh, really a huge kid, three hundred twenty-three pounds. Already has that college weight. They want to turn some of that, some of that baby fat into muscle, of course, uh, to get him a little stronger. But he reminds a lot of a guy who played at the University of Florida, had a real successful uh, career there. Fortunately, it was shortened by injury. It's a real devastating injury, and uh, uh, really took away what would have been a fantastic NFL career. I'm talking about a guy named Ed Chester. You remember Ed Chester, Drew? Yeah, vaguely. I think he might have been more uh, more your time than mine, but uh, I do vaguely remember him. Yeah, he was a fantastic player. I believe he suffered a, a knee injury, uh, had a dislocated kneecap and some, I think, three torn ligaments and damaged some nerves over there. Essentially ended his NFL career when he was at Florida. So uh, I think that Ed Chester would have gone on to have a fantastic NFL career, and I think the same is possible for D.J. Dale. Yep. Uh, another quarterback, Paul Tyson, is committed to Alabama in this class, and he's a guy who, you know, he barely played at Mountain Brook and uh, as a sophomore and then transferred to Hewitt Trustville, took over the starting role and uh, limited var or hardly any varsity experience, and the guy just was lights out last year. 
leading the Huskies and commits a <coughs> fellow Alabama commitment, Pierce Quick, and actually 2020 commit Desalyn Worsham is committed to Alabama as well. Uh, but big season last year, had a lot of major offers, but this is Bear Bryant's great-grandson, so I don't think there was really anywhere else he was going to go if Alabama offered him. So what's Alabama getting in Paul Tyson, Mark? Well, they're getting a really good player. He has all the tools that you're looking for. He's tall. He's got a big arm. I uh, wonder about his mobility song, but he makes up for that with his arm. Uh, really accurate passer. Uh, reads defensively, defenses exceedingly well uh, for a, a guy still in high school. So I think he's going to be a good player. Reminds a lot of a guy who played uh, – it wasn't in the ACC at the time. I think it was another conference. We played for uh, my good friend Howard Schnellenberger over there at the University of Louisville. I'm talking about a guy named Brown, Browning Nagel. Do you remember Browning Nagel, Drew? Uh, yeah, I think Alabama fans might not remember him quite as favorably, but he went on to play in the NFL a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a high draft pick didn't do a whole lot, but a big-time arm. Yeah, he really yeah, he really did have a big-time arm, Drew. It's unfortunate he didn't have a very good NFL career. I think he got put in the wrong spot in the NFL, if I recall correctly, and, and wasn't really given the opportunity to excel and reach his potential. That's, that's a shame, but – I see Paul Tyson, I watch him throw the ball. He reminds me of uh, a whole lot of Browning Nagel. Absolutely. Last of all in this class, Will Reichard, recent commitment to kicker out of Hoover. Chris Saylor rates him as the number one kicker in the nation. You know, Alabama signed Joseph Boulevas, who redshirted last year and uh, has a chance to be the starting kicker as a redshirt freshman this year. I think Will Riker can kick the heck out of the ball, Mark, and I really think he was better than the Hoover starting kicker last year. Bear Pickering, who signed with Nebraska, but uh, Riker just handled the punting duties. Uh, what, what do you think about Will Riker? Yeah, you said it, Drew. He got a huge leg, one of the biggest legs I've ever seen in in high school, as far as how he can kick the ball. And it's interesting you mentioned Nebraska. If I compare him to a guy out of Lincoln, Nebraska, was overlooked by the University of Nebraska, went on to a little school called Missouri Western. I think they're the Griffins, and playing the Division Two. You know, went on, and he's now one of the best kickers in the NFL. I'm talking about Greg Zerline. Do you remember Greg Zerline, Drew? Uh, yeah, I think he's one of the best. Uh, he set a Nebraska state record for field goals in a season, if I'm not mistaken, in the around 2004, 2004 maybe. maybe. Drew, are you cheating again? Are you cheating? How do you know? Uh, do you know that? I mean, I do no. that. How do you know yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, let's just let's just leave it at that. I knew that, Mark. How about it? All right. That's fine. Because I knew that off the top of my head, but I was just – I'm getting more and more impressed by your knowledge and, and preparation for the podcast. But, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Drew, Greg Zerline. Yeah, he actually started his career at the University of Nebraska, Omaha. But uh, that school ended its football program, and then he finished up at Missouri Western State. Heck of a kicker. And uh, was a pro bowler last year. So uh, I think Will Reichard, uh, look forward to seeing him as Hoover's main kicker this year. That uh, – Wraps up the commitments. We do have a little bit more of the podcast left. We got some questions from our listeners. Mark, tell everybody how they can reach you on uh, the internet to send you questions. Well, I've forgotten how much I enjoy getting questions from the listeners on uh, the various forms of media. And so keep sending those in. Thank you so much. If you want to contact me on email, my email is markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. Excuse me, Drew, I'm sorry. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55. I love getting your emails. I love when you guys tweet at me and ask me questions. And if I don't get to it on Twitter, the only means we're going to answer from the podcast. If I don't answer your question, make sure to tune in next week. Absolutely. 
Tommy Touch, a avid listener of the podcast, asks, who will Ish- Ishmael Sopcher, uh, Nakobe Dean, and Darnell Wright end up signing with? Uh, briefly, Sopcher's the big elite defensive lineman out of Louisiana. Nakobe Dean, linebacker out of uh, Mississippi. Darnell Wright's the five-star offensive tackle out of West Virginia. All elite recruits. Alabama's got a great chance with all of them, in my opinion, Mark. But uh, and it's still very early. But what do you, what do you think about these three guys? I think Sopcher's probably heading to LSU. I think he's got a good rapport with the coaching staff and, and really likes that program. I think they have a significant lead right now. I think Nicobe Dean's in Embed, Alabama. And Darnell Wright is a guy who I think, uh, you know, not a, lot of, not a lot of recruiting experts have this team in the race, but I really like Tennessee for Darnell Wright, and I think that he's been one of uh, Coach Pruitt's first big pickups. Absolutely. And then uh, NSA Hebron asks, is Clay Webb going to Georgia? And he's the five-star offensive lineman from Oxford. No, he's not going to Georgia. I think there's a buzz around that right now, but it's not anything you should listen to. Uh, This is another deal with Najee Harris going to Michigan. He has some subscription sites out there trying to drum up followers. Uh, Clay Webb isn't going to Georgia. Clay Webb's going to Alabama, and I'm 100% sure of that. Absolutely. That's a good way to wrap up this week's version of the Champs Corner podcast, the Alabama edition you know, we'll be back uh, going forward, uh, just a com- combined podcast, try to hit on everything at once, just give you guys one podcast to listen to each week or however often we, we get around to doing this. And that depends on a lot of your support. You can support us uh, just by listening. We had almost 1,000 listeners uh, so far to the last week's podcast on SoundCloud. Working on getting that updated to iTunes, should be able to do that pretty soon. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash markjennings55. We'll post podcast links there as well and uh, maybe some tidbits. But, uh, yeah, uh, Mark Jennings, thanks again for uh, joining us this week. Thank you, Drew, as always. I hope to talk to you again next week. Yeah, shout-out Mark Torrance for being our first Patreon subscriber. Mark, you you want to shout him out as well? Mac, thank you so much for all your help. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, guys, we are done here. We will talk to you soon.